Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the powerful narrative of Mighty B.R. Powers, a memoir that captures the transformative journey of Lema Gyabowi, the Liberian peace activist who played a pivotal role in ending her country's devastating civil war. This book outlines the extraordinary tale of how Gyabowi, grappling with the role of a mother and a woman in a country marred by violence, mobilized a cohort of determined women who rose above their afflictions to demand peace through non-violent protest. Their courage and unwavering spirit not only brought attention to their plight, but also contributed significantly to the attainment of harmony in Liberia. Authored by Nobel Peace Prize laureate Lema Agbovi, alongside journalist Carol Mithers, whose insightful reporting has graced the pages of the New York Times and the Los Angeles Times, this book is a testament to the strength of women in the face of adversity and a guidepost for the power of collective action for peace. Mighty Be Our Powers is a must-read for peace workers, activists, and feminists, as well as any individual who draws inspiration from true stories of courage, hope, and the relentless pursuit of peace. Join us as we explore how Guboe's narrative inspires and challenges us to consider the impact one person and a united group of women can have on the course of history. Mighty Be Our Powers, How Sisterhood, Prayer, and Sex Changed a Nation at War. Introduction. A Journey from Hope to Heroism in the Fight for Peace. Meet Lema Jibowi, a name resonant with courage, a woman whose remarkable journey from a young, hopeful high school graduate in Liberia to a globally recognized peace activist encapsulates the strength of the human spirit confronted by the horrors of war. The tale of her fight is not just her own, but a testament to the resilience and power of women in African communities who have turned the tide of conflict when men floundered in the chaos of violence. Unlock the inspiring story of a Nobel laureate. There are stories that change our perception of what an individual can achieve. And Lema Gwes is one such narrative. Her extraordinary battle for peace amidst the devastating civil war in Liberia propelled her to the prestigious echelon of Nobel Peace Prize laureates. These illuminating tales of grit and grace unravel the fabric of a life spent in the relentless pursuit of harmony woven with the determination of African women who rise like phoenixes from the ashes of war. Overcoming adversity to emerge as a beacon of peace, discover how Lema Gibowe transcended her circumstances from enduring domestic abuse to navigating the perilous existence as a refugee to emerge as a beacon of hope and peace. The path was treacherous, marked by harrowing events and obstacles that would deter the staunchest of hearts. Yet, in this narrative, you'll learn how Gibbaway's refusal to succumb to a life marred by violence became the cornerstone of a broader, more profound fight for peace, a catalyst for change and a blueprint for peace agreements. The journey towards peace is replete with challenges and crafting an enduring peace agreement is among the most intricate. In this evocative account, discover the innovative and relentless strategies that Lema Gboe employed to bring negotiators to the table to put pen to paper, ultimately engendering a peace agreement that would shape the destiny of a nation. 
the unexpected convergence of activism and celebrity, Lema Gaboui's advocacy and her subsequently acquired fame opened doors that led her to moments as surreal as standing alongside Hollywood heavyweights. Envision a peace crusader like Gaboui gracing the red carpet with the likes of Robert De Niro. Not for glamour's sake, but as a poignant emblem of how far-reaching the impact of her tireless work for peace has been. Prepare to be transported by this crucial chronicle, a stirring record of how one woman's indomitable quest for peace not only reshaped her life, but also carved paths of hope through the wilderness of war-torn Liberia. It's a stirring reminder that within us lies the potential to be mighty in our powers for the greater good. Part 1. From Graduation Gowns to the Grim Reality of War. Imagine Lema Gabowi. The glint of optimism in her eyes reflecting her dreams at her high school graduation. At 17, the world was her oyster, and nestled within the embrace of Monrovia's beauty, her aspirations of donning a white coat seemed within arm's reach. Monrovia wasn't just a city, it was the cradle that nurtured her hopes and the future she was meticulously sculpting with every top grade she earned. With ambitions to dive into the realms of biology and chemistry, Bowie's path seemed charted towards the noble profession of healing. Her parents, pillars of stability with their steady jobs at the U.S. Embassy and the local drugstore, had fueled the engine of her education, ensuring she and her sisters had access to Monrovia's finest schools. Life wasn't draped in opulence, yet they were rich in essentials. A roof overhead, a car for journeys, the luxury of television, and a kitchen equipped to cook up warm meals that symbolized home. But their riches were twofold. Beyond the tangible, they were woven into the fabric of a communal tapestry that guaranteed a safety net against destitution. However, in a cruel twist of fate, the horizon darkened as war signaled its horrific arrival in Liberia. What began in March 1990, amidst the celebration of Gboe's academic accomplishments, spiraled into a vortex that threatened to swallow all she held dear. As Charles Taylor led the National Patriotic Front of Liberia, brandishing weapons and a vow to dethrone President Samuel Doe, Liberia tottered on the brink of devastation. Despite Doe's groundbreaking emergence as a president, untethered to the elite class, his governance bore the blemishes of corruption and preferential tribalism, sowing seeds of discord that bore bitter fruit. Taylor's rebellion, bolstered by disenfranchised tribes and joined by Prince Yormi Johnson's rival faction, set the country ablaze. In this maelstrom, soldiers morphed into executioners in broad daylight, lights flickered out, and hunger became a ghost haunting every street corner. Amid this upheaval, Lema Gaboui's life was unalterably transformed. The future, once as clear as daylight, was now ensnared in the tendrils of uncertainty, the cruel byproduct of war's unforgiving grasp. Part 2 From the Perils of War to the Struggles of Displacement and Shattered Dreams Lema Gaboui's life, once marked by the excitement of youthful dreams, descended into a routine check for survival each morning. As Monrovia crumbled under the weight of conflict, each day brought with it a blend of gratitude and fear, anxious breaths 
drawn in the face of relentless turmoil. The U.S. Embassy initially provided Gbowi's family with a momentary haven, teetering on the edges of a city losing its soul to war. Yet soon, Gbowi, her mother and sisters were ushered onto a cargo ship, leaving behind the semblance of stability and her father as they embarked toward the unknown shores of Ganya. Their destination, the Budubaram refugee camp, stood some thirty miles from the heartbeat of Accra, safe, yes, from the rebels' wrath, but a far cry from the home they once knew. The camp was a microcosm of desperation, its air thick with the stench of reality, its ground a haven for mosquitoes, its heat an unyielding oppressor. As news somberly whispered of President Doe's brutal end, Gboe and her family clung to the hope of eventual return. That hope materialized in May 1991, when peacekeeping forces cautiously paved the way for their homecoming. But the Monrovia that greeted them bore the scars of conflict. Its university, a cradle of dreams, now lay in ruins, thrashing Bowie's aspirations of healing others beneath the debris of war. In the midst of salvaging the semblance of normalcy, Gobowi's heart sought solace in Daniel, a relationship not born out of love, but a quest to snatch moments of joy amid chaos. Joy soon transformed into the responsibility of motherhood, as she welcomed her child Joshua into a world shadowed by uncertainty. Amber, her daughter, followed, but with their arrivals the ties that bound her to Daniel frayed and snapped under the strain of unemployment and violence. It was against this backdrop that Gyobowe found a glimmer of purpose through a UNICEF program focused on training social workers. This program served as a beacon, guiding her towards the field of social work, a pivot that seemed like destiny's design, as it occurred when Liberia's tenuous peace threatened to unravel once more. Gyobowe was about to embark on a journey that would not only redefine her destiny, but ripple through the waves of history underscoring the resilience of a woman who found her calling amidst the ruins. Part 3. In the Eye of the Storm, Lema Gaboe's Battle for Survival Picture. The landscape of 1995, pervaded by a cautious optimism as warring factions led by Charles Taylor's NPFL, put pen to paper, inking a peace treaty that teetered on the precipice of hope and scepticism. Yet reality's percussion and the incessant pop of gunfire, the terror-inducing boom of rockets, swiftly shattered the brittle peace, unveiling the grim facade of promise. As violence renewed its reign in Liberia, Gabawi found herself engulfed in the terrifying ordeal of flight amidst war's merciless grasp. Her being heavy with pregnancy, trailed by two young children and her partner, Daniel. Together, they sought refuge aboard the Bulk Challenge, a vessel aged by time and torment. Within this floating purgatory, humanity was reduced to sardines packed in the tin of desperation. People sprawled across every available inch, the deck, cargo hold, passageways, trapped in a labyrinth with no rest in sight. What served as a toilet soon gave way to the elements, succumbing to a deluge of seasickness, leaving behind an assault on the senses with every breath. Disaster loomed large as this nautical relic, succumbing to the weight of human despair, imbibed the sea's treacherous waters of Côte d'Ivoire, 
nearly dragging souls down into the abyss. And though Ghana's shores beckoned, the refugees' plight was met with governmental resistance until the world's outcry saw them welcome relief's embrace. Yet, for Leymag Bowie, Ghana was a continuation of her tribulations. The premature cry of her son Arthur found her again grasping for the threads of human decency within hospital walls. Their extortionist grip on her vulnerability saw her and her newborn son confined, not in comfort, but to the harsh corridor's floor. And as this grim chapter unfurled, Daniel became a spectre of absence when presence was most needed. When Liberia's spring of 1997 unfolded its petals of peace, Gibawi, a mother of three, seized the moment, her spirit unbroken, charting her return to her homeland's embrace. Daniel remained in the past, a chapter closed, as Gibawi emerged with resolve, poised to redefine her life amidst the ruins of a nation in rebirth. Part 4. From the Ashes of Disruption, a Peacebuilder Emerges Lema Gibowi's homecoming to Monrovia was a blend of the familiar and the vastly altered. As she crossed the threshold of her parents' residence, she did not return alone, but accompanied by the innocent faces of her three children, each a resilient echo of the trials she had endured. Tragedy continued to loom over Liberia, even as Charles Taylor, the NPFL leader, perceived by many as a harbinger of tyranny, ascended to power with the hopes of a beleaguered nation resting on his promise of peace. His victory in the July 1997 presidential elections punctuated the air with a cautious mix of dread and longing. Life at her parents' house offered Bowie neither solace nor respite. Pregnant yet again with Daniel's child from her time in Ghana, she bore the brunt of her father's disappointment, his words stinging with the condemnation of her circumstances. With the arrival of Nicole Lucy, her fourth child, the resolve to reclaim her independence and provide for her growing family bolstered within Gbawi. The year 1998 marked a pivotal turn, as Gbawi endeavoured to weave a new thread into the tapestry of her life, embarking on a degree at the Mother Patton College of Health Sciences. Equipped with a social work certificate, she sought to transform her education into action by venturing into voluntary service with the Trauma Healing and Reconciliation Program. Here, within the embrace of troubled villages, Jabawi became the listener, the bearer of solace, sharing strategies to mend communities fractured by the lingering shadows of conflict. Among those she served were the enigmatic and haunted faces of former child soldiers, young lives brutally upended by their conscription into Charles Taylor's forces. Through her work, nurturing the wounds of both the body and soul, Gibbowi not only began to foster hope, but also secured for herself a modest income, enough to sustain an apartment for her family. In an unexpected twist of destiny, she found herself performing the healing acts she had once dreamed of as a doctor, an embodiment of peace in a land that yearned for its touch. Gbowi's life, once poised for a traditional path to medicine, was now charting a poignant course. She was healing in ways she never fathomed, not within the confines of a hospital but throughout the entire fabric of her community, becoming an architect of reconciliation and hope. Part 5. The Genesis of a Movement Lema Gbowi's Commitment to Women-Led Peace 
Amidst the backdrop of Liberia's flickering peace, the ever-present shadow of war loomed over its relative tranquility. In 2000, Lema Jabawi, a staunch advocate of healing and hope, found herself setting course for Ghana to partake in a vital congregation, the Conference of the West Africa Network for Peacebuilding. It was a gathering that would pivot her journey and galvanize her mission. During this period of deceptive calm, the embers of conflict still glowed ominously, fanned by Lurd, the opposition force to President Taylor's regime waging war from the north. The conference provided a crucible for ideas, and it was there that Gibui encountered Thelma Ekior, a woman whose vision mirrored her own to establish an organization devoted to the role of women in fostering peace. With the birth of the Women in Peacebuilding Network, a new chapter commenced, and Gbui stood at its helm in Liberia, leading Whipnet's inaugural venture. To her, 2001 was not just a year but a canvas for her unwavering dedication to empowering women in the conversation of peace, a dialogue that had long been dominated by male voices. Bowie recognized the truth that often lay obscured behind the smokescreen of war. Women, although not the ones behind the triggers, bore the brunt of battles in their ways. Theirs was the fight for sustenance, the quest for water amidst conflict, the nurturing of hope in their offspring even as the chaos ensued. In a time when warfare threatened to snuff out the light of humanity, these women, resilient and fierce, were its steadfast guardians. As opposition against Taylor grew, the inevitable state of emergency loomed over Liberia once more, threatening the fragile embers of peace. Like many times before, families braced for the familiar drill of exile, of fleeing into the uncertain arms of refuge. But Gibui was poised to change the narrative. Entrusting her children to her sister's care in Ghana, she returned to Liberia's troubled soils, driven by a profound resolve to usher in the peace she so fiercely championed. Gubawi and her Whipnet allies took to the streets, armed not with weapons, but with words that echoed through the din of despair. We are tired of our children being killed. Women, wake up. You have a choice in the peace process. This call to action was not a whisper, but a clarion call, rallying women to rise, to lend their voices to the crescendo of demands for peace. Each flyer, each plea was a declaration that this time, war would not claim their future without a fight. With Gubue leading the charge, a new force was emerging, not one of violence, but one of indomitable spirit, pledging to wrest control and script a different ending for their nation. Part 6. When Women Unite for Peace, the Unstoppable Force of Gibui and Whipnet The narrative of Liberia in 2003 teetered on a harrowing edge, one where pressure mounted internationally for President Charles Taylor to entertain dialogue with opposition forces, but stubborn resistance held firm. It was in this climate of stagnation that Lema Gboe and the women of Whipnet translated their conviction into a compelling force for change, sparking an unparalleled protest demanding one profound refrain. The women of Liberia want peace now. Their movement was marked by its undiscriminating plea for peace. It did not distinguish between government and rebel forces. 
both were implored to cease fire and commence negotiations. Amid this turmoil, an unprecedented union arose as Christian and Muslim women, draped in the symbolism of white garments, stood shoulder to shoulder, their voices coalescing into a chorus for harmony. As their clarion call for peace, peace permeated the streets, and nearly a thousand women transformed public spaces into arenas of activism, the tide began to shift. The momentum of this white-clad collective became an undeniable catalyst for change, culminating in President Taylor's capitulation to their demands. Peace talks in Ghana, slated for June 4, 2003. Gabowi, accompanied by her fellow WEPnet advocates, embarked on a journey to Ghana, intent on bearing witness to these historic negotiations. Yet, what unfolded was a farce masquerading as diplomacy, a series of fruitless meetings indifferent to the ongoing bloodshed back home. Observing the revelry masquerading as negotiation, warlords lounging in luxurious accommodations, Gibawi recognized the grotesque mockery of peace and resolved to intervene. On July 21st, with steely determination, Whipnet enacted a courageous demonstration, sealing the doors of the conference room, holding the rogue negotiators captive to a higher moral compulsion. Their peaceful siege was a turning point, the pivot upon which the dark shadow of war began to recede. By August 11th, Charles Taylor succumbed to the tide, announcing his resignation and subsequent exile. The ripple effect continued, and on August 14, 2003, the hands that once wielded weapons were now signing a peace agreement. Through the collective will and unyielding spirit of Liberia's women, led by Gibbowe and empowered by Whipnet, the chapter of conflict drew to a close. Their quest culminated not in the silence of bullets, but in the triumphant echo of their united voices, voices that dismantled 13 years of strife and rewrote history with the ink of peace. Part 7 Sustaining Peace and Pursuing Knowledge Gaboe's Postwar Journey In the wake of a conflict ridden landscape, the echoes of gunfire replaced by the fragile whispers of tranquility, Lema Gaboe stood determined, well aware that the ink of a peace treaty alone could not cement the foundations of lasting peace in Liberia. The removal of Charles Taylor from the national stage had opened a path to recovery, but it was only the beginning. Gaboe, entrenched in the mission of Whipnet, continued to weave threads of stability throughout the nation. The group tirelessly collaborated with organizations like the United Nations Children's Fund to rekindle the hopes of war's youngest victims, prioritizing the return of children, many scarred by memories of combat, to the nurturing realm of education. Whipnet's women showed no signs of slowing. They plunged into the heart of disarmament joining hands with the UN peacekeepers to disarm a populace once shackled by the relentless grip of conflict. Their commitment was a beacon of hope, illuminating the way toward a future free from the specter of war. As the pivotal presidential election of 2005 approached, Whipnet was once again at the forefront, championing the political engagement of Liberian women. They faced a history where women's voices in the electoral process were faint, often unheard, a trend they were poised to reverse. The volunteers' passion and zeal saw female voter turnout soar from a mere 15 to an astounding 
paving the way for Ellen Sirleaf to ascend as the continent's first elected female head of state. With the landscape of Liberia transformed, Gaboe's influence began to resonate across international borders, her insights contributing to global dialogues on peacebuilding. Yet, she yearned for a deeper academic understanding of conflict resolution that would bolster her practical experience. Her educational journey, already marked by an Associate of Arts degree in social work, was poised to unfold further. Driven by an insatiable thirst for knowledge, Gaboe set her sights on Eastern Mennonite University in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where the prestige of their peacebuilding and conflict resolution program beckoned. After an initial summer workshop in 2004, she returned in 2006 to immerse herself fully in the program, enriching her theoretical foundations to serve her unwavering cause. In the evolving narrative of Le Magboe's life, it was clear that her commitment to renewing Liberia extended beyond activism alone. It was intertwined with her quest for education, equipping her not only with the tools of intervention, but also with the insights of academia to continue the vanguard of lasting peace. Part 8. The Spotlight on Activism and the Continuing Challenges of Liberia The story of Lema Gabawi, a tale of undaunted activism, of standing firmly in the eye of adversity for the sake of peace, transcended the borders of Liberia and caught the attention of feminist philanthropist Abigail Disney in September 2006. A shared vision prompted a project that would soon broadcast Jibawi's remarkable journey to an international audience, a documentary christened Pray the Devil Back to Hell. Directed by Jeannie Retiker, the film traced the valorous steps of Liberia's peace women with Gaboe at the vanguard, and embarked on a voyage of cinematic revelation, its premiere at the prestigious Tribeca Film Festival on April 24, 2008, thrust Gbawi into the limelight, placing her alongside American luminaries such as Robert De Niro. The ripple effect of the documentary was substantial, capturing imaginations and conscience across the globe, becoming not only a cinematic piece but an educational tool a beacon illuminating the path towards pacifism. This newfound spotlight brought Bowie a raft of honors. Prestigious awards from the Women's Leadership Board of the John F. Kennedy School of Government to the Golden Butterfly Award in The Hague acknowledged the impact of her peaceful crusade. Nonetheless, the crowning glory was the Nobel Peace Prize in 2011, attesting to her nonviolent approach to peacebuilding. Despite the international acclaim, Gabawi's native Liberia remains ensnared in the grips of multifaceted challenges. Its journey towards a resolute peace and prosperity far from complete. Encouraging strides have been made as industrial resurgence breathes life into the economy and Monrovia's university thrives once more. Gender equality within governance begins to form under President Ellen Johnson Sirleaf's administration. Yet, Liberia's march forward is hampered by persisting vestiges of crime, corruption, and impoverished living, with unemployment rates soaring to alarming heights and literacy lagging distressingly behind. Even so, Gabui's legacy stands as a robust testament to the potential for transformative change, exemplifying that the most profound shifts can blossom from the humblest of origins. Residing in Ghana with her family, 
Gabowe's voice remains an unwavering call for peace. Her life, a testament to the indomitable power of hope, continues to inspire those who believe that within the complexities of conflict, there lies an opportunity for resolution, for growth, and for a future shaped not by the spectre of war, but by the sturdy hands of those who dare to dream of peace. Final Summary At the heart of Mighty Be Our Powers lies a narrative that poignantly captures the resilience of the human spirit, as personified by Leymag Bowie. This tale unfolds in a landscape marred by the brutality of conflict, bearing witness to the courageous efforts led by women to sow the seeds of peace where violence once prevailed. Gbowie's life highlights not only her individual tenacity, but also the collective strength of women who rallied together against the odds. Yubaugui's journey, from a hopeful graduate to a Nobel Peace Prize laureate, unveils the extraordinary potential of women's solidarity to bridge the chasm left by war. Amidst the destruction wrought by male-dominated conflict, it is the unity and determination of sisterhood that emerges as the formidable force for change. This book serves as a powerful reminder of the silent, often overlooked heroines who step forward to heal nations and forge a new dawn of peace. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.